I heard the screeching of our tires. He opened up the car, then he bonked his head, but then went straight in, closed the door, then just started driving. It's uh, the most helpless I've ever felt in my life. Boah. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. A couple of pieces of Brewers news later this morning. Crew will load up the equipment truck, which will head out to spring training in Arizona. You want a few stats, E? Yes, please. A couple of things that they're going to be loading up. More than 20,000 baseballs, hmm. 1,000 bats, 2,000 shirts, 20 cases of bubblegum, and 60 cases of sunflower Why seed. not just have Amazon send the baseballs to Arizona? this is what we do. <laughs> Stuff is right now stored there. We load up the truck, and then 8 a.m. is the photo op. Okay. Right? <laughs> Which is always funny. They got the racing sausages out there carrying stuff yeah, in the helping, truck. Right? Assisting Bernie is there doing some work. Right, clowning. Actually, Brewer's president of business ops, Rick Schlesinger, uh, talked about that last year. I think it's in their contract. They can load certain things up to 30 pounds, and that uh, we can't make them do it, but uh, they're good sport. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, they're, they're, with their little arms, you know. <laughs> Only so much you can carry, <laughs> and then see. I think we should go out there and like. Can can you see Bernie like wait, waving you off? No, 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 not there. <laughs> Back Here, off. right, bossing you around, <laughs> right, telling us where to go. Sure. See, another thing the crew announced this week: new parking procedure at American Family Field. Oh, you're not fitting your car in there. Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack. Just hit the clicker. Car packs itself. It's smart. It's wicked. Yeah, I don't know if they call it Smart Pack or what, but uh, talk about Smart Pack. No more parking guy. Well, you'll still have parking guy, but no more person taking cash in hand or swiping cards at the entrance to the lots. The Brewers say they're the first in pro sports in the land to go this route. Everybody just pulls into the lot. So how do you pay? Yeah. If you prepaid, so which people have been doing increasingly that you could buy your paid ticket ahead of time mm-hmm. for parking and then you have a QR code or something that they scan when you come in. They're not even going to do that anymore as you come in. If you're prepaid, you type in your license plate in the MLB app and they say you're just good to go. Those drive-by, scan it maybe? Yeah, somehow they'll okay. they'll know. Yeah, And then you can still pay day of the game by scanning a QR code. They'll have signs posted in the lot and then you do it digitally that way. They also say they will have what they're calling parking ambassadors we're roaming around the lots to help my dad <laughs> and it's everybody like, it's, else. Who yep, can't it's like the it lady out. at Home Depot who has to help everyone who can't check their own right. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So they will have that if, <laughs> if you need assistance. My dad's going to lose his mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a few years ago. He almost didn't go see the Brewers in the playoffs because he didn't have the digital MLB app and oh, they yeah, were going digital only no tickets. Ticket, yeah. My dad, call over there. Like, figure They can help you figure this out. Yes, they want you to be there. He can't not go see the Brewers in the playoffs. So... He's all digital now. Okay, good. Sometimes good. needs a little assistance. Uh, you will save money doing it prepaid before the game. Cost you a little bit more if you're parking on game day and going that route. Everything expected to be in place for the home opener April 2nd. And I could pack it anywhere. How about Dorchester? Packed it. Foxborough. Packed it. The Garden? Packed it. Saugus? Packed it. Swampscott? Revere? The Harbor? Are you kidding me? I packed it and then unpacked it. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks season-long five-game West Coast road trip is finally set to come to a conclusion tonight after a loss in Utah Sunday night. Struggling a bit as of late, even losing three of their last four games. The mindset and belief 
hasn't changed with Bucks two-time MVP Giannis Sedanikupo. Right now, it doesn't matter, and uh, I hope everybody in this locker room feels the same way that I feel. It does not matter. There's so many things that we are doing right now that we are getting better, and the moment everything clicks and our legs are there and our minds are there and guys are healthy and we are, you know, everybody locked in, I think it's going to go very well. I really do believe. Milwaukee is in Phoenix tonight to take on the Suns for the first of two matchups on the season. Damian Lillard has been listed as questionable tonight with a right ankle injury. Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 8.30. Over to the NFL where Super Bowl 58 is officially this week. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell speaking at a press conference in Vegas Monday night ahead of Super Bowl this Sunday. He said the competition was the reason for good ratings this year, but added having Taylor Swift doesn't really hurt either. I think it's great to have um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, a, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan. And I think that's great for us. And lastly, over to baseball. After trading away the 2021 Cy Young Award winner last week, New Brewers pitcher D.L. Hall is eager and excited to join Milwaukee. The 25-year-old joined Foul Territory TV on Monday, saying he's been prepping this offseason to become a starter and plans to do so for the Brewers in 2024. I kind of prepared uh, this entire offseason to be a starter because I was uh, you know, planning on at least uh, competing in spring uh, with Baltimore. On trying to get in that rotation as well. Didn't really know how you know that was going to shake out, but I, I've been training uh, this off season to be a starter and trying to get stretched out, doing a little more cardio than I probably would have being in the bullpen. So I, I've kind of been preparing for it, and uh, I feel ready. Speaking of starting pitching, according to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, the Brewers are in agreement with free agent righty Jacob Junis. The deal, which is pending a physical, is for one year, seven million dollar deal guaranteed. And this catcher, catchers and pitchers all set to report in just nine days to Arizona, February 15th to be exact. Coming up. Everywhere is walking distance if you have the time. <laughs> oh, don't tell that to kids these days. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. The absolute scandal in my house recently, E, was that my 16-year-old son had the audacity to walk home from school. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Like, how... How far is that of a walk? Well, it's not like three blocks. I mean, probably a mile and a half. It's probably a half hour walk. So it's a healthy walk. Okay. But it's not insurmountable. Okay. And we learned of this because twin sister got the news. Multiple people had snapped her saying, is that your brother walking home from school? (laughs) She was like outraged. (laughs) Oh, so he wasn't upset. He was like, she was. Callie Herbst is founder of Milwaukee with Kids. You can find her work and suggestions for great family stuff to do at mkewithkids.com. Callie, I want to ask you about this because I guess I don't want to speak for everyone, but would you agree that we certainly drive our kids more often than we were driven as kids? Yes, and I think walking to school is great. I mean, there's got to be like all kinds of research that says that, you know, more walking is good. And as long as it's like a safe area and everything, that sounds great to me. Right. So she, but what was so funny to me was how outraged his sister was like, and that she got reports from friends like this, this anomalous thing is happening. This crazy thing. As if it was embarrassing. Here's a boy just out there walking. I mean, what's that about? What's funny to me, what's funny to me is that everyone found out on Snapchat, the the things that they think are interesting (laughs) to snap 
I'm, I can't believe the things that are snapped. It's like not interesting things at all. I, I don't know what's going on in that app. Well, did anyone stop and offer him a ride? I guess not. <laughs> that was my follow-up question. I, so Liv is his sister. I'm like, didn't any of your friends like think to stop and ask? And she listed a couple of friends who had snapped her. And she, my son said, I wouldn't get in the car with her anyway. <laughs> he didn't want that ride. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I think we look at things differently as parents. Like I would love for them to walk more. But one of the things is safety, right, Callie? I mean, like we live in a little bit different world now. And I think as parents, we're a little more cautious than our parents were. Yeah, I think that's true. And I can remember, but I can remember even when I was a kid, they, I, I begged my parents to let me walk home from school. Mm-hmm. And they, there was like some recent, you know, kidnapping or something in the news and they would not. They would not let me. And now looking back, I totally understand. So, you know, I think it's just, it depends too on where you live. I mean, if you're in a really walkable community, you know, over in Whitefish Bay or whatever, I mean, people are walking to school every day. That's just, that's just the norm. That's what most of the kids do. Um, It just depends on your community, I think, you know. Talking with Callie Herbst, she's founder of Milwaukee with Kids. Are there things that that parents should kind of go through, you know, do you, there has to be an education process, too, before you just send them out there, right? Maybe you walk the route to school or wherever it is with them and walk them through certain things. And, hey, this is what happens. It's a hard conversation to have. But if you get into trouble, here's where to go and how to handle that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, like, you know, we, we can't at a certain point, we can't, you know, keep them in a bubble. I mean, they have to go out and experience things in the world in a, you know, in a safe way. And I think you're absolutely right that just having that conversation beforehand about what might come up and, you know, how to handle those situations is the best way to do it. I think we can't protect them from every single thing, even though we want to. Yes, we can, Kelly. Yes, we can. I'm going to college with my kid. Right. I know. I know. I wish you could. But yeah, no, I think just like you said, that the, having the conversations beforehand is, is key. And and that'll make you feel comfortable. And I think everybody knows their kid best, right? Like, you know, if your kid is probably ready to do a certain thing, or you have that gut feeling that like, nope, that's not going to go well. And they need a little more time. Yeah, you know? exactly. Kelly Herbst, the website is mkewithkids.com. Great resource for local families loaded with tips and stuff to do. Thanks, Kelly. Okay, bye-bye. Everywhere is walking distance if you have the time. Steven <laughs> Genius. <laughs> right, isn't it? Got to stay up late if you want to see the Bucks tonight. What does that tip? When do they come home? Jeez, <laughs> right? Longest road trip ever. It's only five games, right? It's been going on forever. Nine o'clock tip tonight. Brandon Although, Snide looks ahead in sports. Not missing much. <laughs> I guess not. Maybe I'd rather not. This moment sent a chill up my spine, and I think it will probably do the same for you. Should I do that? Should I do that for? I'll do. I'll do the nine one one call second. This is an eight year old girl calling her mom. Mom, I need you. We want dad. We go dad. No. Shake it off. Awful. It ends. It ends okay. Awful. That's an eight year old girl, and you hear her. I think two year old little sister Where in the did car dad with go? her. Not knowing where dad went, their car had been stolen. They were inside. This is the story from the quick trip, 27th in college. Close to me. It's like a mile from my house. Dad was just out. They get a car wash. He said, I do this all the time. I wash the car. I pull into a stall here at the gas station. I'm toweling off the car. Somebody came by, asked me for directions. Appears someone was trying to distract him. Said, 
He would he didn't like leave the car. He said I was like within arm's length of the car. Somebody else jumped in the driver's side, took off in the car. His kids are inside. Someone just stole my car on 27th Street with my two kids in the car. So that's Whoa. him calling 911. Dad calls 911. Car's gone. The little girl, so I guess dad's cell phone was inside the car still. This eight-year-old girl had the presence of mind apparently after the thieves had left. So they abandoned the car, likely because they realized they were inside. These kids were in there. So at least there's that. Is And, and you see this sometimes. I'm a car thief, but I ain't no kidnapper. Right. Okay, so not like these are good guys, but at least they didn't want that to continue to play out. So, right, the dad had left the, his phone inside the car. Yeah. Eight-year-old has the presence of mind to call mom. Mom apparently was on the other line with dad who had borrowed a phone inside the quick trip. So that's why it went right to voicemail. Oh, can you imagine missing that phone call, too? Oh, oh come on. Did they get him? So I think there was one arrest. They are still looking for more information. But oh, my God, string them up. This family has talked to a lot of yeah. folks. I mean, uh, we're pulling this out here from TMJ4. Sean Gallagher spoke with Dad and with the little girls. I heard the screeching of our tires. He opened up the car, then he bonked his head, but then went straight in, closed the door, then just started driving. It's uh, the most helpless I've ever felt in my life. Oh, man, seriously. One one thing to point out in that story, too, though, is that he said he could tell something was wrong because the Buick that the thieves were in, the burglar, the carjackers, pulled up to the diesel spot at the at the gas station. And he was like, that car doesn't doesn't go there. So like right then, so just something to think about process when something happens, if something just doesn't look quite right. But he was right there. I mean, literally touching the car. I've done that a million times at that quick trip, right? Pull over and you're vacuuming out the car or do whatever. But you got the keys with you? I mean, how do that? No, I suppose not. The kids are in the back seat. The car's running. Why would I turn it off? Keep the heat on, right? Just, I'm right here. What's going to happen? It's 1130 on a Sunday morning. Ugh. But that one just sent chills up my spine. So fortunately, kids are okay. Car's back and uh, police are looking into. They did have a person of interest in custody. They are still looking for more information if anybody was around the quick trip that day. 640 on Wisconsin's Morning News. At 644, we got a big comedy show coming to Miller High Life Theater. I saw somebody get knocked out. Me and my boy, we at a club, right? We having a good time. We partying. Mm, mm, getting money. Mm, mm, getting money. We having a good time, right? That's how we party, because we both small. We don't, I don't hang with tall people. It was just us, mm, right? I like that as a, as a shorter-statured man. <laughs> no one works harder yeah. than that guy, by the way. Yeah, bringing this 2024 tour to Milwaukee. Saturday, April 27th. They say it's all brand new stuff. Tickets go on sale Friday. Miller High Life uh, used to be called Milwaukee Theater, originally the Milwaukee Auditorium, so we know what building we're in. Seats over 4,000 people, so really great venue for something like this. This is a no-phones show. He does this, right, where you have to put your phone. or a special little magnetic sealed bag or whatever. Any digital device. They say smart watches go in the bag as well. You keep the bag, but it only unlocks in certain areas, and you have to relock it. So that's Kevin Hart coming to Milwaukee uh, Miller High Life Theater April 27th. You want to go to a show? I got another show for you. You want two tickets? Any questions? Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Give you the answer to that question, Mr. Bender, next Saturday. 
right, Mr. Bender. Barry Manilow at Pfizer Forum there August you go. 3rd. Got tickets to give away exclusively here on Wisconsin's Morning News all through the week. August 3rd, you said? August 3rd is the date of the show. That's at Pfizer Forum. Caller number 5 gets two tickets to the show, 855-616-1620. Caller number 5, two tickets to see Barry Manilow at Pfizer Forum August 3rd. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 33-17 and 17 Milwaukee Bucks will conclude their season-long five-game West Coast road trip tonight in Phoenix against the Suns. Damian Lillard and Brooke Lopez both have been listed as questionable for tonight's game. The tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Over the NFL, where the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced on Monday that the Philadelphia Eagles will play host to the NFL's first regular season game in Brazil in 2024, their opponent for that game is yet to be determined. And lastly, over to baseball, according to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, the Brewers are in agreement with free agent right-handed pitcher Jacob Junis. The deal, which is pending a physical, is for one year, $7 million. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Life in the NBA moves rather quick. We are officially now past the halfway point in the season, and within the next few days, the trade deadline will also come and go. The Bucks are currently sitting at the number two seed within the Eastern Conference, and on the surface, from afar, things look rather nice in Milwaukee. That is, until you peel the layers back and realize the issues facing this Milwaukee team that has entered this season with expectations of a championship or bust. Now, for the most part, general manager John Horst has achieved and even surpassed the duties of his job, in my opinion, acquiring guys like Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, and most recently a blockbuster deal that landed Damian Lillard had all been great additions from the current boss in the Bruce City. But now, as great of a job as he has done, he has one more box to check off before this team heads to the All-Star break and begins its second-half push to greatness. At some point, Horst and ownership need to make the hard decision, or decisions, and pull off some type of trade that will help solidify their perimeter defense, which is one of the worst in the association, and at the same time needs to find some type of consistent scoring for a bench that also ranks in the bottom half of the league. Overall, look, Horst has been one of the league's best executives, but allowing the bench to drag down the potential of one of the best offseason moves will be considered such a wasted opportunity if this team doesn't get it done in June. I'm not going to drop names on who the Bucks should or should not trade. I think by now, you could probably figure it out. Either way, there's going to be some hard feelings in the aftermath of the deadline, or at least hopefully there is. The nostalgia of the 2021 team must be let go, and Horse needs to do what needs to be done in order to maximize this potential of one of the league's smallest markets. Milwaukee must make a move at the trade deadline. That debate is clearly over. I found myself wandering around on Sunday. Where's the football? There was football on. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't Could count. Watch that flag football stuff. Forget it. Two-time sports writer of the year, Lori Nickel for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, on with us here on Tuesdays. How did you get through Sunday, Lori? You didn't watch that uh, whatever exhibition that's become now the all. The, what do we call it? No, the flag football. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not. No, I watched <laughs> basketball, and it's basketball season now. So, no. Nope. I know you're going through withdrawal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. You raised an interesting question when we were exchanging emails the other day about experiencing some level of guilt over enjoying football to the degree that we all do. I, 
I guess I haven't thought about this a lot because I played football and then my son decided he, you know, that wasn't for him. We did debate in my house whether or not football was safe for kids to play because my wife is a psychology person. She has a psych degree. So she was concerned about the brain injuries and the things that we hear mm-hmm. about football and you know, the concussions and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Washington Post came out with a really fascinating story last week. If anybody wants to Google it, it's called the Confession or Concussion Files. And it's, the main story is free. Um, and it's all about how players are being denied settlements or they have to get a lawyer and go through litigation to, to get their claims and their benefits. But to me, the bigger story is, you know, we're talking about 91% findings now uh, of CTE present in football players at that level, at the NFL level, 91%. And I've been conflicted about this probably for almost two decades. Well, for two decades now, for sure, as a sports writer. Um, I feel like a hypocrite actually covering football. I have a real love-hate relationship with covering football. It's probably the greatest team sport. I don't know if you feel that way, Vince, but it's probably the greatest team sport that I cover and have ever covered. And at the same time, I'm watching these young men um, incur brain damage game after game after game, even with the better concussion protocols. And I've been thinking about this a lot. Should I be participating in this? Should I be contributing to this? And I'm conflicted about it. So the counter argument always, Lori, is one, they participate of their own free will you know, this is a choice that they make, and they are extremely, in most cases, at least a professional level, extremely well compensated for that. What, if anything, then is is wrong with that? Yeah, and my counter argument is, though, do they really know <laughs> how much a concussion can be a life-altering event? Um, I had one, I had a concussion in 2019, and it took me two years of rehab and stuff to work through that. Now, I was a lot older. Obviously, you can handle concussions supposedly better when you're younger. But there's a local doctor here, Dr. Kevin Walter, who's a sports um, medicine specialist. And he haunts me with this comment. He just would tell me there's no such thing as a safe hit to the head. You know, you're always dealing with something. Um, you can, And the NFL concussion protocol is so good now compared to when I covered Brett Favre in 2005 and he had a concussion and he went back in and threw a touchdown on fourth down against the Giants. And then people realized, wow, he's really concussed. He's out of it. It's so much better now. But I still, I'm thinking about the long-term damage of somebody, of your health in your 50s and your 60s when you're still young and still have a life to live. Do you really want to have early dementia and things like that? I don't, does it, if you think about it, does it bother you as a fan? What about kids? I mean, I know you said that a, a younger person can handle a concussion better than an older one, but like, are we doing enough right now for high school age kids who play football? Because there are a tons of there are a lot of kids that play. Yeah, and that, you know that's I should really be careful with my statement there. Kids can, in theory, and in can recover quicker with the right protocol. Right, right. It's not safer. I had two sons, very athletic, um, two-time all-conference sports athletes in other sports. They were forbidden to even look at a football. (laughs) (laughs) I I refused. I I absolutely refused because I knew too much. I mean, and this goes back to the days when I covered arena football, if you remember the Milwaukee Mustangs here. 
I mean, those guys, you know, made at best $30,000 a year. And they were ramming their heads into brick walls and stuff like that. Um, kids, I tell people all the time when they ask me, should I let my son play football? And I say, no. I'm like, I know I cover it. I know it's hypocritical. Um, I would not let my kid play football. And I, would, I don't think it's a great idea. I just, again, when we're talking to pediatricians, um, doctors, experts who say that there's, you know, they can't predict what's a safe hit to the head and what's a good hit, and there is no equipment that can protect you, um, you're still having to heal those things. And, you know, and who knows? I mean, the first hit that I took to the head was fine. I cracked my helmet. I, got, I wiped out on my bike at the Trek 100. I mean, my bike was a mess. My helmet was cracked. It was the second hit um, nine weeks later that gave me the concussion. We, know, we just don't know enough. And so when you experience something like that, you look at football totally differently. And that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I appreciate it, Lori. I think you're right. And yet still, in my nearly 50-year-old mind, man, what I wouldn't give for one more shot <laughs> to play another game in high school. I would still I would still do it. What position did you play? Fullback and nose. <laughs> Fullback. Yeah. And, and my tiny self got beat up more than, you know, like, I bet you I'm had hardly the, suggesting I was good. You had a heart of a champion, I, I bet, though. That's right. Football. Guy. I wondered if, <laughs> if you ever had a concussion. Do you think you ever had one? I, absolutely. Those were early days. Absolutely. Yeah, I know really. I did. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we'll I didn't talk. do anything about it because we didn't know then. Yeah. We, we got to talk more about it. I got stories. 659. Thanks, okay. Lori.